Today's episode, Stranger Things, written by Sarah Meyer. And now, without further ado, I want to bring up your hosts for Specscript, Chris Hottamy and Kyle McCormick, the regular versions, not the wrestler versions. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. hey. How are you doing, Kelly's Olympia? Are you ready to start? Spectrum. So, oh yeah, one. Okay, so we get this show started. Yeah. Explain what it is. Yeah, let's talk a bit about but what's we going have on. a special announcement. Oh, that's us. right. You're all here I for a very special announcement. Yeah, who's ready to start Spectrum? All right. Well, you're gonna have to wait about a minute. Uh, yeah. So Hold we have those a horses. big old announcement. Uh, Kyle and I have another podcast. And that podcast is Reboot, Reuse, Recycle. Third it, best in Portland, according to the Wilmot Week. Thank bing. you, Bronze Medal. Uh, We're doing fine. Yeah. So, uh, who here has listened to Reboot, Reuse, Recycle here? Yeah. Yeah, good, good fair amount. Third yeah, best. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we just got to get the other two-thirds of the room. Uh, we'll get them. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so uh, we love reboots and we love movies. And because of that... <laughs> we love one of those things. We love things. Hey, we're full of love. We love life. Uh... Um, and because of that, we have uh, a big project that we are going to embark on. Yes. Uh, Kyle. Yes. Uh, would you like to say what it is as I uh, press this? Or would we like to have a drum roll from the crowd? Because it is big. Drum roll, please. We're it talking about the, the Total, Total Reboot Film Festival. Festival 2018. We are putting on a... Festival of Film. Festival of Film. Yeah, yeah. Well-oiled machine. Exactly. It's going to go smoothly. This is going to go great. As smooth as a scratched-up DVD and a VHS player. Uh, um, Anywho, but uh, yeah, we are doing a a film festival. Yes. uh, Which we will be putting on. And uh, basically, this festival will be a collection of local independent short films where the filmmakers will be rebooting or remaking in five to ten minutes of length yeah. uh, classic or not classic movies. They're going to make remoots. Yeah. Re- remoots. They're going to make some remoots. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Words. so it will be five to ten minutes, hopefully at a really cool place that we will tell you about later in the future. When we've got that figured out, but we've got some um, cool stuff in the works. Yeah, and there will be money prizes for the winners. There will be yeah. trophies. There will be participation trophies for you yeah. millennials. For all you millennials. But yeah, and submissions are open very soon. Uh, go, once we have our website up and running, yeah. we'll be soliciting submissions from local yeah. or non-local filmmakers. Yeah, anyone if you want to pay to get yourself to Portland and put yourself yeah. up and pay for it all yourself, great. If you live in Antarctica, Antarctica, if you live in Atitlan on the moon, uh... A la the TV show Inhumans. <laughs> nope. Oh, nope, way nope, to alienate nope. a room with an Inhumans reference. <laughs> uh, Nobody's watched it, and everyone who did said it was extremely bad. <laughs> yeah, good point. So we're not going to do a spec script of that. No. All right. But no. anyway, yeah, so this is going to happen. It's going to be a fun collection of whatever you want to make if you want to yeah. do it. So hopefully you will join us on this film festival journey. Yeah. And if not, hopefully you come to it and see this great work that uh, a bunch of cool people in Portland or around the world are going to make. Yeah. If you're so. a filmmaker, please apply. It's going to be a fucking awesome experience. Yeah. 
Um, like Chris said, there are cash prizes. Cha-ching, cha-ching. So some of that filthy lucre, babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be a great experience. It'll hopefully be like a day long yeah. in March. Yeah. It's going to fucking roll. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's Chris it. and I are both going to make movies for it. Yeah. So you can see our directorial debuts. Yeah, we are going to force at least 10 of our friends to make movies. We're going to force at least 10 of our friends all to right. make movies. I'm forcing you to make a movie. We're making filmmakers yeah. out of all of you. All right, all right. Uh, well, so who's down for that? Woo! All right, all right. This is exciting. And you know what else is exciting? Spec script! Yeah. All right. Let us start uh, Stranger Things. Now, if you are in the audience, you probably know what Specscript is, but we do say what it is also for the listeners, because it's also a podcast. What? On the River City Podcast Network. Oh, so. And the part that you all saw beforehand, that's not on the podcast. Yeah. That's just for you guys. We record that on video. We're so sorry. Yeah, but it's just for you. It's a little uh, little salt. It's a little salt on your bacon. Uh, Yikes. Yeah, I don't know how to cook food. Uh, Yikes. (laughs) So, um... Kyle, tell us about what Specscript is. All right, I'll tell you what Specscript is. Specscript is a podcast where a comedian or writer or funny person in general chooses a famous television program uh, that they've never seen a single episode of, and they write a script of whatever they think it's like, and we read it for you live with a cast of local actors, comedians, musicians... Uh, Nerdy Wells. Yeah. Let's bring up our amazing performers. Get up on stage right now, you yes. beautiful people. Give it up for them. Everyone, if, you, if you're if you on the show and you know it, please get yeah. on stage. So today's episode is Stranger Things. What a fun, fun show. Who here loves Stranger Things? That's right. Well, the great thing about it is our writer might love it or might not because she's never seen it. We'll never know. Exactly. She legally is barred from seeing it now. Yep. This show is legally binding. Everything said in it and done on it are legal facts. Our writer for this episode is an amazing person. She is the producer of uh, the Hosey Hustle podcast on the River City Podcast Federation. Uh, Give a big round of applause for the writer of today's episode, producer Sarah Meyer. She's a miracle worker. She wrote an amazing script, and we only gave her 30 seconds of rambling info. That was mostly me just shouting, it was in the 80s, and Winona Ryder is there. But if she's as good at writing scripts as she is at editing out my burps on every (laughs) podcast I'm on, then we're going to have a great time. All right, all right. Um, Yeah, so we have an amazing cast. Uh, They're all on stage now. So they, uh, not necessarily for you, our sitting audience, but for our podcast audience, they are going to go around and say the name, the character that they're... uh, writing and the favorite their favorite their favorite film? I was going to say their favorite monster mo- mo- movie monster but horror film is good favorite horror film their favorite horror film so think about it yeah and I we're going to go around I will start out and I will not do a dumb joke thing That'd I will do great. for sincerely uh, my name is Chris Hotomy and my favorite horror film is the 1970s version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers that still scares me to this very day and I'll go last we'll just move right along Oh, I'm Chris Hottamy, and I'm also reading Government Agent 2. I should have said that. Good job. I'm Shane Hosey. <clears throat> I'll be reading the parts of uh, Dagon and Pazuzu. <laughs> and my favorite horror movie is The Thing. My name is Lucia Fasano, and I will be playing Bear. Right, I'll be playing a secret <laughs> character. Um, 
And my favorite horror movie has to be the very scary Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Uh, I'm Carolyn Maine, and I'll be reading Different Boy slash Dustin, a.k.a. Toothless. Toothless. They told me I shouldn't do a lisp. And, uh, please, my, please don't. Please don't. Please act naturalistically. My favorite horror movie is probably right now American Werewolf in London. Hello, everybody. I am Miles Harper. I am playing Lucas tonight. And my favorite horror movie is probably the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's very spooky. My name is Sarah Meyer. I wrote the script, and I'll be doing 11. And I think my favorite horror movie is probably The Grudge. The Japanese one, not the English one. Ah. Okay. Jew on The Grudge. Because Great. I'm pretentious. Yes. Fair All enough. good. Fair enough. Uh, hey, I'm Nick Puente, and I'll be playing your sheriff. And uh, my favorite, oh, it's easy. Uh, Monster Squad. Come on. What the fuck? Yeah, that just makes sense. Classic. Hello, my name is Kevin Johnston. I'm playing the Demogorgon. Ooh, yeah. And my, uh, my favorite horror movie is John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, I'm Molly Elwood, and I am playing Mom Winona Ryder. And uh, my favorite, I'm also pretentious, the original Ring, Ringo. Uh. Hi, everybody. I'm Carlos Rollerblader. I will be playing uh, Remix Boy, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. Will. Um, my favorite, I actually have a tie between Rob Zombie's Halloween, the first one, and <laughs> Remix, <laughs> and uh, Saw, the very first Saw. I'm Allison, and I'm playing the part of Mike, and uh, my favorite horror movie is the story about when Largy got stung by a bee and shut himself in his room and went insane. It's an indie gem, gem from the early aughts. Hi, my name is Mark. I will be reading the stage directions. And my favorite horror movie is uh, Little Shop of Horrors. And finally, my name is Kyle McCormick. I'm going to be playing Government Guy 1, the role I was born to play. And I think that my favorite horror movie might be the original Dawn of the Dead. George Romero's Dawn of the Dead. All right. All right. Who's ready to start? Spectrum. Today's episode: Stranger Things, written by Sarah Meyer. Dun dun dun. dun. <laughs> start. The episode is called. Oh yeah, the episode is called "What About Barb?" <laughs> and Mark, take it away. Scene one. Exterior, day, a small town in the 80s. Hairstyles are big, shoulder pads are in, and also big, and telephones are decidedly not portable. Hey, do you guys remember Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? They were great. I probably would have been Donatello. In this particular town, four boys are sneaking away from TV dinners and reruns of The Love Boat in order to meet in the woods to play Dungeons and Dragons. You guys had better have remembered dice this time, I swear. <laughs> I've got your dice right here. Dustin gestures to his testicles. <laughs> uh, take a chill pill, dude. Who has the character sheets? I do. 
And my mom uh, packed us fruit roll-ups and tab. What? That's bogus. My mom only packed me raisins. <laughs> That's because your mom sucks, dickweed. <laughs> now hurry up. We've got a dragon to slay. The boys head deeper into the woods to a clearing that looks faintly ominous. They spend some time setting up tents and lanterns, digging a pit and starting a small campfire, then situate themselves in a circle and pull out pens, paper, and dice. It is clear these boys are huge nerds. Look, all I'm trying to say is that I think Phoebe Cates is hotter than Elizabeth Shue. It's your turn, Will. All right, jeez. He is interrupted by a crunching noise in the trees. Hey, guys, I think someone might be out there. (laughs) Don't wig out. It might just be Lucas's mommy coming to talk him in. The boys laugh nervously. (laughs) 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 Trying to see beyond the lantern light to whatever might be making that sound, the crunching noises get closer before stopping just on the other side of the trees. Uh, hello? A raccoon darts out of the bushes and runs across the clearing. The boys chuckle. (laughs) (laughs) Relieved that it isn't some enormous monster until... Oh, beans! (laughs) (laughs) Guys, help! The boys turn around to see Will being lifted into the air by an enormous monster. It looks like if Audrey 2 from Little Shop of Horrors and the Predator from Predator had an incredibly weird love child. Oh no, Jack Chick said this would happen. Ah! Ah, Guys, somebody get this thing. Can somebody hug me aggressively? Somebody get this thing off of me. Will thrashes, trying to free himself from the monster's grasp. The other three boys leap at the monster to save their friend, but Will's panicked flailing kicks Mike right in the balls. Mike collapses, taking Dustin and Lucas down with him, and all three boys land in a heap. By the time they right themselves, the monster is disappearing into the trees, still carrying Will. Oh, what do we do? What would the Goonies do? We gotta save him! Mike, you good? (laughs) That's right. Goonies never say die. The boys hurry into the trees on the far side of the clearing, but the monster is long gone. I think we should head back into town and tell Will's mom what happened. She seems pretty cool. She'll know what to do. You're just saying that because you think she's hot, numbnuts. Bite me, dude. (laughs) The boys turn around to walk back to town. Suddenly, a girl about their age with a shaved head and a bloody nose wearing a hospital gown bursts out of the bushes and crashes into the three of them. Oh, what the hell? Shut the fuck up and run if you want to live. What? Wait, what does that mean? I don't Who have fucking time for this. She bolts into the trees. The boys look around and notice several men in suits and sunglasses running in their direction. Rather than stick around to find out what the hell they want, the boys run after the scary-looking girl and follow her deeper into the forest. After a while, she seems to decide they've gone far enough and stops behind some bushes. The boys stand around, panting, while she looks back the way they'd come. Man, there seems to be a lot happening out in the woods tonight. I know, what the hell was that about? Why are they chasing you? What's it to you, piss babies? I just don't want you getting hurt because of me. But now we're clear, so you guys can fucking bail, and I'm getting the fuck out of here. Well, you're not going to get very far dressed like that, and you're bleeding. (laughs) Well, if we're all good here, then we should probably get going. Dude, we're not just going to leave her like this. Well, we could if you weren't trying to think with your dick. (laughs) Ignore him. He's an asshole. 
We can't just leave you out here like this. Let us help. Who were those guys chasing you? Those were government agents from the fucking laboratory where I was raised. You see, there's been like a hidden government facility in the fucking woods for years, and they cloned me out here in order to test their fucking interdimensional portal. I decided they didn't want to be cooped up in the fucking lab anymore, so when the portal malfunctioned, I escaped. Oh, easy as that, huh? Well, yeah, as a living science experiment, I can do some pretty cool shit. And it probably would have gone a lot smoother without you fuckwads in the way. I just want to point out you're, you're swearing a whole lot. I was raised by the military. What the fuck do you want? <laughs> anyway, do you know anything about the huge scary monster we saw in the woods tonight? Oh yeah, I saw it come through the portal. It freaked everyone the fuck out. Wait, so it's not just a terrifying monster? It's a terrifying interdimensional monster? Yeah, pretty much. Ugh. Well, this keeps getting better and better. Come on, let's head back into town and tell some adults. They ought to know what to do. It's going to take us ages to walk all the way back to town. Well, you know, it sure would be convenient if we had, like, some sort of portable communication device we could use to let the grown-ups know what happened. Like a walkie-talkie, but more efficient and way more expensive. (laughs) And then the government would just use it to spy on people. Keep dreaming, Poindexter. (laughs) The kids continue bickering as they make their way through the woods. A shadowy figure can be seen through the trees following them at a distance. End of scene. Scene two, exterior, sunrise, a small house. Hey, do you guys remember G.I. Joe? (laughs) That was a great show. The kids make it back into town as the sun is coming up and head straight for Will's house. They ring the doorbell until Will's mum, Winona Ryder, answers the door. What are you guys doing here so early? I thought you were all going to be camping in the woods by yourself all night in a manner that seems perfectly safe to me, a mother in the 1980s. (laughs) Well, we were, but then something freaky happened, and well... He looks back at the other two boys and they shrug. Just then, Eleven's stomach growls loudly. Oh dear, did I not pack you kids enough fruit roll-ups? Come inside and I'll fix you some breakfast. The four children follow her into the kitchen. Winona Ryder pulls a box of Eggo waffles out of the freezer and begins sticking them in the toaster. Now, what was it you were trying to tell me, Mike? I gotta say, you're taking this really well. I figured you'd flip out when we showed up without Will. What are you talking about? Will's right over there. She gestures at Eleven, then actually turns to look at her. That's not Will! Who the hell is that? You're just now noticing? What's going on? That's what we were trying to tell you. As everyone starts yelling, the sheriff steps into the kitchen. Now, 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 now. What's all this ruckus about, Winona? You said that the kids wouldn't be back for ages. What's the sheriff doing here? (laughs) What? You you kids are the only ones allowed to have sleepovers? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's, uh, That's not important now. What's going on here? Will's missing! What are you talking about? He's right over there. The sheriff gestures at Eleven. That's not Will! The sheriff turns to look. What? Well, I'll be damned. (laughs) All right, then why don't you boys tell me what happened? Well, you see, we were camping out in the woods by ourselves, like any normal children our age might. And some terrible monster came and kidnapped Will. We tried to go after him, but we got lost, and then we ran into Eleven here. She says there are evil government guys doing creepy experiments out in the woods. We didn't know what else to do, so we came back to town to get grown-ups, and now we're here. What? Now, boys, you know there's no such thing as monsters, and the government is our friend. 
Let it, let it wash over you. Now, why don't you slow down and fill in the details? I mean, maybe you were doing something that attracted a bear. We were playing D&D all night. Now, what? what? D&D? Dungeons and Dragons. It's a game where you pretend to be wizards and fight goblins and stuff. Oh, no, no, I've heard of that. You boys shouldn't be mucking around with that sort of thing, you know. You should have just listened to Jack Check. Your friend, he might not be in this mess. As the menfolk talk, Winona Ryder continues toasting waffles and pulls out butter and syrup. She puts a plate of waffles in front of each of the children. Eleven takes one bite of her waffles and her eyes go wide. She uses her telekinetic mind powers to levitate everyone's plate in front of her and starts eating all the waffles at once. Lucas reaches for a waffle near the edge of the pile and she hisses at him. Then resumes eating. Did anybody see that? See what? All right, then I guess we'll have to go into the woods to investigate. I'll need you boys to show me exactly where all this took place. Maybe it'd be safer if the boys just described the place to you and I could ask Barb to babysit while we go check it out. Who the hell is Barb? (laughs) There's nothing for it. We'll have to take them with us. There's no telling what they'll get up to if we leave them all alone. Everyone leaves Will's place and they all pile into the sheriff's car. There aren't enough seatbelts for everyone, but no one's really worried about it. As they pull away from the curb, a shadowy figure appears in an upstairs window of the supposedly empty house and watches them go. End of scene. Scene three. Exterior. Sunset already, somehow. A narrow road. Hey, do you guys remember hair metal? Like Van Halen and Motley Crue? Man, that was real music. Anyway, the car full of named characters drives towards the edge of town. The sheriff parks the car along the side of the road and grabs a flashlight from the trunk. All right, now everybody make sure and stick together. Remember, buddy system. I don't want anyone else getting lost. For the last time, Will isn't lost. He was kidnapped by a monster. You boys and your wild stories. There's no such thing as monsters. Even if you don't believe that part, shouldn't you be a little concerned about the possibility of a regular human kidnapper? (laughs) Now, where did you boys camp out last night? I mean, seriously, are you even listening to us at all? Mike, why don't you lead the way? Yeah, okay. (sighs) Dude, the grown-ups are mental. We're toast if we run into anything out here. Come on, boys, keep up. The group wanders farther into the woods to the clearing where Will was abducted last night. It's starting to get fairly dark under the trees and the boys and Eleven huddle together nervously. Well, I don't see anything out of the ordinary. Which way did they go? Mike points to the far side of the clearing and everyone follows the sheriff towards the trees. All right, well, I'm going to go for a little stroll. And see if anything turns up. I'll go with you. Uh, You boys, you stay and pack up your campsite, and we'll be back in a jiffy. But no buts. We'll be right back. Just stay here. (laughs) The adults wander into the trees, leaving the four middle schoolers alone in the woods at night. (laughs) Well, nuts to that. Let's see if we can't find Will by ourselves. Eleven, didn't you say there were creepy things at that government facility? Maybe we should head in that direction. For the record, I think this is a fucking stupid idea, and we're all going to get killed. Come on! We've at least got to try to save Will! Eleven sighs and leads the boys deeper into the forest. 
After a while, it starts to get too dark to keep going. Oh, well, now what are we going to do? Calm your tits. When it gets late enough, the government agents will turn on the fucking portal. Just then, there's a flash and a bright green light is shining through the trees from a point not far away. There you go. That's weird. I didn't see anything like that last night. You'd know, wouldn't you, dweeb lord? You know, I've been meaning to address this for a while now, but why do you uh, hang out with us if you're just going to be a bully all the time? Uh, I've... I've internalized unhealthy ideas of appropriate masculine behavior from watching my father and the role models on TV. And I'm terrified right now, and I'm covering for it with aggression because I don't want to seem like a wuss. Oh, that's okay, man. We support you. No one's going to judge you for having feelings. Just maybe in the future be more conscious of how you express them. Thanks, guys. I'll try to do my best. The boys group hug and have a moment of respect and healthy male bonding. This is almost immediately interrupted by an awareness of the gender norms of the era. <laughs> All right, get off me, you bundle of sticks. <laughs> but he didn't say bundle of sticks. That kind of language, though era appropriate, is not something the writer is comfortable with. Come on, we gotta get to the fucking portal. The kids creep closer to where the light is coming from. A shadowy figure behind a tree observes their progress. End of scene. Scene four. Exterior, night, the woods. Hey, do you guys remember when the president wasn't trying to kill us? (laughs) Yeah, me neither. What up, Ronald Reagan? Anyway, there is a large glowing green portal on the ground being guarded by a couple of evil government agents. And you can tell that's what they are because they're wearing suits in the middle of the woods and messing with unnatural forces beyond human reckoning. Eleven gestures for everyone to hide behind a log and they stop to scope out the situation. Boy, this is a pretty rad assignment, huh? Here we are, both in our early 20s. We've got stable jobs that pay well. As long as we don't ask too many questions, we'll be retired in no time. I'll say, it's sure nice having no student debt. I'm planning on buying a house on my government salary since that's a thing I can afford to do. Sweet. I'm getting married soon and my fiance and I are already talking about starting a family since there's no financial impediment whatsoever. Yeah. They high five. Eleven and the boys duck behind the log to plan their next move. I don't know if we can sneak past those guys, and there isn't any way around them. Are you sure we need to go in there? That's where the monsters come from, so if the monsters have your fucking friend, then that's where he is. Well, maybe we should just go and ask if they've seen Will. I mean, they're not going to hurt us or anything, right? Right. I'm sure the shady-ass government agents who've been using me as a fucking lab rat my entire life, and whose whole fucking job it is to keep the stuff secret, would like nothing more than to help you find your fucking friend. Great! Let's go, then. <laughs> The boys charge out into the clearing. Eleven does not. Hey, have, have you guys seen a monster carrying a screaming kid come through here? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell are you kids doing? Yeah, you just see a mysterious light in the woods being guarded by strange men in suits and you go charging towards it. Doesn't sound like a great decision making to me. Well, you see, our, our friend was kidnapped earlier by this big, horrible creature, and then we thought that a weird monster might come from a weird place with weird lights guarded by government agents, so we decided to come check it out. Man, now that I'm saying this out loud, it does sound like a bad plan. 
Yeah, that sounds like a terrible plan. Think it through next time. Uh, except there isn't going to be a next time because you kids are coming with us now. What? That's stupid. I'm not going to do that. We still have to find our friend. Tough. Now get over here so we're going to handcuff you and take you back to the facility. The kids don't move, so the government guys draw their guns. On seeing this, Eleven heads towards the action. I said get over here. I wouldn't fucking do that if I were you. Oh, yeah? Why not? Because I can kill you with my brain. Eleven narrows her eyes at the two government guys like she's focusing real hard. The government guys raise their guns like they're going to shoot her, but then they both drop their guns and start screaming and clutching their heads. Oh! My brain! No! 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 Within minutes, they're both dead on the ground. And Eleven's nose is bleeding again. Well, I'm traumatized. Uh, damn it, I told you kids to stay put. Winona Ryder and the sheriff enter the scene. They are both out of breath and the sheriff's shirt is buttoned wrong for some reason. <laughs> Neither of them acknowledges the bodies on the ground. <laughs> what have you kids been getting yourselves into? Seriously? I mean, take a look around. It should be pretty obvious what's been going on. And where did you two go? Hey, hey, what's that weird glowy hole in the ground? Mike makes a spluttering noise and seems to be on the verge of a stroke. (laughs) Eleven steps in to explain. That is the fucking portal to the other dimension where the monsters have probably taken what's his ass. Okay, well if Will's in there, then that's where we need to go. I'll go first to make sure it's safe. Wait, are you sure that's a good idea? We might not be able to come back, and Eleven said that there are monsters in there. (laughs) Oh, kids in your imagination. (laughs) Okay, here I go. He hops into the portal and disappears, followed by Will's mom. Eleven approaches the portal and jumps into it next. The boys all look at each other and shrug, then jump into the portal one by one. No one is left to see a shadowy figure approaching the portal by themselves. End of scene. Scene five, exterior, still night. A strange dimension. Hey, do you guys remember nostalgia? (laughs) We used to have proper nostalgia. Now they just remake everything. (laughs) Anyway, the boys land in a heap next to Eleven. The adults are already gone again somehow. They stand up and look around, disappointed. Did it work? This just looks like the woods, but sort of gray. It fucking worked all right. This is like a parallel dimension. It's a lot like the world you know, but it's sort of a magical world beneath the real world. That's why it's called the Upside Down. Eh, looks right right side up to me. (laughs) All right, the monster has to be around here somewhere. Excuse me? I don't wander to your realm to toss around slurs like that. The kids all start screaming at the sudden appearance of the monster. (laughs) (laughs) But then nothing happens, and they all trail off and look at each other, perplexed. Where's our friend? What have you done with him? He's my friend now. I made off with him fair and square. There's no point whining about it. (laughs) He was our friend first, dickweed. Uh, It's Demogorgon, actually, but you can call me Dem. Now, I can't carry any of you right now, so you're going to have to find your own friends. The kids finally notice that the Demogorgon is carrying shopping bags, which seem oddly innocuous for a horrible monster that kidnapped their friend. Okay, I really don't think I understand what's going on here. 
What does carrying any of us have to do with finding our friend? And why did you take Will in the first place? The government guys always said the fucking monsters ate kids. The kids look like they might start screaming again. There you go with that language again. Honestly, none of you have any manners at all. Hey, Eleven's the one saying fuck all the time. Don't lump us all in together. <laughs> Way to throw me under the fucking bus, dude. No, that's just a swear. I'm talking about the slur you've been throwing around. The M-word. M-word? Do you... Oh, you mean monster. The demagogue glares at Dustin while Mike tries to backpedal. <laughs> what? what? What he means is th- that's not a bad word where we come from. Who raised you? <laughs> hey, at least we don't run around stealing people. Well, that's just absurd. How do you expect to make any friends? Uh, I think I get it now. Is stealing people how you make new friends here? Of course it is. Why? How do you do it? The boys look at each other for a moment. Nintendo and dick jokes, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> What he's trying to say is you find some common interests and spend time together. Oh. Oh, dear. Is that why new friend has been so troubled? (laughs) We've hardly spent any time together at all. His name is Will. Would you mind taking us to him? We might be able to help. I suppose that would be for the best. Come along, then. The children look at each other, shrug, and follow the demogorgon back to his apartment. Just leave... (laughs) Just leave your shoes by the door, please. Guys, I'm back. Two more mu- creatures walk <laughs> into the living room. The kids consider screaming, but decide it would be too melodramatic at this point. Hey, guys, I found some kids who say they know new friends and can help us out. Kids, kids, these are my roommates, Pazuzu and hey. Dagon. Hey! Hi! 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 Hey! Uh, great. So, so where's Will? A uh, new friend locked himself in the bathroom and won't come out. We've been using the neighbors, which is seriously inconvenient, let me tell you. Yeah, no, that sucks. Where's the bathroom? Pazuzu gestures down the hall. It's the first door on the left. Good luck in there. The boys all pile into the hallway and start hammering on the door. In- indicated. Will, let us in. Well, who's Whatever. (laughs) I know you're just trying to trick me. Buzz off. Open the door, dickweed. Oh, it is you guys. No doy. Will throws the door open and the boys all pile into the bathroom and lock the door behind them. Man, am I glad you're all right. I sure am now. How did you guys find me? We followed that monster guy back here so we could talk to you. Do you know that he thinks you make friends by kidnapping people? I think I might have noticed, butthead. (laughs) But now what do we do? He's got us all trapped in here. I'm not living in a bathroom with three dudes. That's just... No, no. Once was enough. Let's not go there again. (laughs) (laughs) I say we just book it. Run straight for the door, and then take off back to the portal. Wait, wait, where's 11? Uh, after 10. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> the boys pause to look around and realize that 11 isn't in the bathroom with them. Instead, they can hear the sound of quiet conversation and girlish laughter from the other room. We could just go see what Eleven's doing, I guess. Nuts to that. I still say we run for it. 
I'm not leaving her here. Come on. With Mike leading the way, all four of the boys trudge out into the living room. Oh, there you are. I've been having the most educational chat with your friend here, and I think I owe new friend an apology. Uh, the name's Will, actually. I wanted to let you know that in my culture, stealing people is how we make friends. Eleven has been explaining to me your concept of friendship, and while I can't say I understand it exactly, it seems to me that I likely went about this the wrong way. I'll say. In any case, I wanted to tell you guys I am sorry. Eleven fixes Will with a pointed look. I mean, that's okay, I guess. (laughs) I'm glad that's settled then. Would you children like to stay for tea? Dagon just ran out for more snacks. But before anyone could answer, Dagon ran back in carrying a familiar figure. Mom? Will? What the hell is going on here? Look, everyone! I found a new friend! We were just fucking talking about this. Dagon, put her down! What's the matter, Tim? I thought you'd be psyched to have a new friend, since the other new friends won't be staying. But before anyone can answer, the sheriff bursts into the apartment with his gun drawn. Put her down, you monster! Whoa! Now I know where you kids have been learning that language. Everybody cool it. The scene freezes. Nobody wants to piss off the telekinetic preteen. Dagon, could you put her down? Dagon sets Winona Ryder down, who rushes into the sheriff's arms. Great. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) Now then. She proceeds to explain differing cultural norms and expectations to the assembled group in a way that is both heartwarming and educational, but not very funny, unless you think the F word is funny. Does that make sense to everybody? Yes! (laughs) I see now that I've been expecting everyone to conform to my cultural expectations of what's normal! And I understand that because of something is different and maybe a bit strange, that doesn't mean it's bad. And now I know how to set appropriate boundaries in situations where I'm uncomfortable. Well, I haven't learned anything. But I'll be dead soon enough, so it hardly matters. I wish you wouldn't vote in the meantime, though. (laughs) I'm glad we were able to talk about it. In any case, it was nice meeting all of you. But we really ought to get going now. I've got to put the kids to bed and all that. All right, it is starting to get late. I'll accompany you back to the portal. It seems to me that I ought to shut it before anything else happens. The assembled group walks back to the portal and tells Demogorgon goodbye. Then everyone jumps in, this time landing back in the familiar forest near their small 1980s town. Ah, boy, it is sure good to be back. Just then, a shadowy figure steps out of the trees towards them, finally revealing themselves to be... Barb? What are you doing all the way out here? I've been keeping an eye on the kids, and when I saw y'all go in the portal, I wanted to make sure everyone got back safe. (laughs) Oh, Barb, how nice of you. (laughs) Who the hell is that? (laughs) Well, I'm glad that's over. Who wants waffles? Yeah! 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 Dustin fist pumps a la breakfast club. (laughs) Hi, folks. We've had a lot of fun here tonight, folks, but Dungeons and Dragons is no joke. Not like the clowns in Washington. (laughs) 
Right. Dungeons and Dragons is linked to many terrible things, including Satanism, suicide, and masturbation. What about premarital sex? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> so if you or a loved one has been involved with D&D, please seek help. Talk to a priest or another member of the clergy. Only you can break this terrible cycle. Only you can prevent awful things like you've seen here tonight from happening. Protect the people you love by shielding them from menace. Menace. Remember, Bibles, not beholders. And as, and as a special treat, we have chick tracks to hand out and to educate everyone. The end. This has been Specscript! Stranger Things! Written by Sarah Meyer! Starring... Starring... Oh. Mark Tane! Allison Dennis! Carlos the Rollerblader! Molly Elwood! Kevin Johnston! Nick Puentes! Sarah Meyer! Miles Harper! Carolyn! Oh. Got some real Miles Harper heads That's in the crowd. Real Harp heads in the crowd tonight. Uh, check out Miles' merch table at the end of the night. <laughs> He's got a lot of chick tracks. Uh, yeah. Uh, Carolyn Maine! Jane Hosey! Lucia Fasano! Chris Hotomy! And Kyle McCormick! Once again, we give a big round of applause for Sarah Meyer. She wrote that That's amazing right. thing. Clap your hands, say yes uh, to her. Thank you so much. We love you. Uh, <laughs> stick around, Kelly's Limpy, and get some great drinks. Uh, big round of applause for Brian in the sound booth. He's amazing. Brian playing all those cues. Uh, and and uh, his long-lost twin, Aaron, he films this. Give it up for these handsome fellas. And this is the first spec script where Shane Hosey is officially a co-producer of the right. show. Give it up for Shane Hosey, the man himself. Uh, I think that's it. So give a round of applause for all your performers you saw. And, uh, and let's hang out and get yeah. drinks at Kelly's Lipid. Choice! Subscribe on iTunes. <laughs> Subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Next live episode, January 14th at Kelly's Olympian. Black Mirror, written by Emily Faye Coleman, Lydia Manning, and Andy Iwancio. Woo! Hello, and welcome to the Ad for Afternoonified, the podcast where we hope to make you a little less dumb while we also become a little less dumb. Do you want to know why some saints have never decomposed? Or why you're compelled to eat laundry detergent and home insulation? Ugh. Maybe you've heard about the Axe Handle Hound or a demon named Zozo and want to know more. We're here to help. Join us. I thought you say Emily and Ryan. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were going to do. I'm just going to leave this in. Um, join us, Emily and Ryan, on our mission to investigate the weirder sides of science history, and that is your line. And the paranormal and afternoonified part of the River City Podcast Federation. Nailed it. Done. Yeah. Boom. Come find us. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Welcome to the River City Podcast Federation.